0: welcome back to the birdie bug pod episode 28 seems like a long time doesn't it It has been
1: a while um we had a few very busy weeks and then it's been christmas and then i lost my voice and then you weren't very well and now we're here and now we're here
0: and um what's the date today Twenty thirtieth. it's the so 30th so we're just at the end of December so yeah so really good to be back yeah missed it to be honest and we're going to try and uphold a little tradition that only started last year because we only started last year of at the end of every year we're going to try and look back on the positive things that went on through the year not just in the UK we often talk about um, you know in our episodes it's often UK related but this time we are looking across the globe yeah so hopefully everyone's had like a lovely Christmas and holiday period and just in that
1: little actually this will come out just at the beginning of the new year, so probably on yeah. the second it's a nice way to finish one year and start another with positive news because so much of the news that we get battered with throughout the year is less than positive uh, yes. so it's quite nice for us and rather than focusing on a single topic like we normally do to just research and not rattle through but really highlight a proper breadth of positive environmental and wildlife and conservation activities that have sort of
0: taken place yeah and actually when we decided to do this we split the globe the continents between us and then when i started doing the research i realized the scale of the task in hand yeah, I mean, we've we had to be very careful about it because we could probably talk for six weeks. Yeah, I mean, and twenty episodes. This about theme it.
1: could be a whole just a podcast just dedicated to positive stories every single week, um, which is a nice thing. It's nice yeah. to know that there's lots of good stuff happening. Um, yeah. I had to be quite cutthroat with the stories I picked. Yeah, um, and we we're not going to go into too much depth on each story. Some of them might actually almost just be a headline because otherwise like dad said this this episode would probably be five hours long but yes. if we found
0: a few stories that are perhaps too complex for that format we might end up just giving them an episode of their own. I'm pretty sure there's going to be some episodes coming out of this research because there's some amazing stuff that's going on so the So stay tuned
1: for some more international stories for our podcasts um, rather than always focusing on the UK.
0: Yeah, and I'm always absolutely in awe of all, we've talked about it so many times, of all the people working away in the background that you never really hear of in the news because, you know, the well, the newspapers just don't talk about this stuff. And then you do the research and you realise the work that's being done to effectively save the planet and the gone, creatures that and, the, and the and the wildlife and the biodiversity and the oceans that's going on that you just you never really read about until you do this kind of research so it's been brilliant it's been really good it's been a nice christmas activity it's been really good but we are going to have to do them a little bit like you know a little breaking news headlines yeah it's like a news round yeah and uh, i think also uh, be mindful of all of this information that we've dug out um as much as possible relates to 2023, so the so yeah this year it's still this year, um, and we've tried to concentrate on all the good things. And I was looking at, actually there need to be some good things because I was just looking at 2023 was pretty dramatic for weather conditions yeah, well, all over the world. Even from, if you look at the last few weeks, but well, we've had like three storms yeah, in the UK. But there's been. Some of the hottest temperatures in Europe that's ever been recorded. There's been floods all over the world. Oi, this is positive episode. There was a cyclone off the coast of Bangladesh that got to the highest, the strongest storms on record at 175 miles an hour as it headed across the Indian Ocean. So we've kind of been, excuse the pun, battered with... Stuff like that. Maybe we need year. to do an episode of all the bad things that happen in So <laughs> I'm going to stop there now because we're going to talk about good stuff. So.
1: Yeah, so we should probably not hang around too much no. because we've got a lot. So off you go. No catch up at all, just go straight into it. I'm not going to talk about my kidney stones. Uh, we've got a pool table, that's
0: why we haven't done any research. We've been playing pool. We have been playing pool and i had four days of... Being ill. Being not so well, and right. I'm okay now. That's the catch-up done. Yeah. <laughs> um, so just quickly
1: for context, uh, I've covered the Americas, Oceania, and Antarctica. Yeah. And you've covered Africa, Eurasia, Asia, oh Europe, Asia, and, Asia. and Europe. Yeah. Uh, so I'll kick it off with the Americas. Quite, quite, quite large. It's yeah, we drew, of we drew the, the contents out of a hat, and I think I mean you had Africa and Asia, and there's a lot of that happened. Yeah african yeah. asia <laughs> but i'm gonna kick things off Go. with the americas so my first story is that there's a the tiny caribbean island of dominica is now creating the world's first marine protected area for sperm whales fantastic which is really cool That's one of the really earth's largest animals endangered they're actually v- vital for um climate change because they've got very nutrient dense poop that captures a lot yeah. of carbon. And uh, the waters around Dominica are crucial for nursing and feeding grounds, and they're going to be doing an 800 square kilometer
0: marine conservation site. That's brilliant! Do you know what's going to happen through the whole of this episode? We're just going to be sitting there going, "Amazing! That's, That's so great. cool! That's fantastic!" Actually, if you watch Planet Earth Three, they did a thing in the last episode all about whale poo and how yeah. good it is for the um, for as a as a carbon. Collector in this. Yeah, sea. exactly. Um, it's
1: brilliant. So yeah, first ever marine protected area for sperm whales
0: off the island of Dominica. Um, I guess we should have just sort of said we're going to try and do five or six. Yeah, good five facts. or six stories. We each. could have done fifty-six. I cut one of mine back from twenty down yeah. to about six. So we're going to try and do five or six from each continent, aren't we? At the moment, yeah, roughly. Yeah. Okay. Um, so
1: yeah, sperm whales being protected, which is cool. Oh, just really quickly on that one. I know we said we we're going to rattle through these. The the title of the article was the tiny caribbean island of dominica is treating sperm whales like citizens and i couldn't find out any more information whether they're going to give them citizen like that's sort all of citizenship like some rivers have and stuff i couldn't find out whether that was the case or whether they're just using it in a headline it'd be really cool with it if they work in that sort of like, right sort of yeah, rights yeah. it becomes a quite yeah. big thing at the moment yeah um but if regardless big marine protected area
0: yeah that wasn't particularly short
1: no so. that's fine that was one of my longer ones <laughs> right so Shut up. <laughs> it's exciting. I like whales. Uh, I've got, we've talked a lot about um, habitat fragmentation yeah. on the podcast, and I've got a really cool story about lots of young people have planted a green corridor in Rio de Janeiro, um, which is essentially, obviously, they're seedlings at the that's moment. Brazil. In Brazil. Most people should know that's in Brazil. <laughs> um, so essentially, the, they've planted a lot of trees, and it's going to connect two patches of forest together. Uh, The main purpose of this was creating a larger area of habitat for the golden lion tamarind, which is one of the most endangered monkeys. And there's two big habitats and they won't cross the sort of bare expanse. And so lots of young people have come together, volunteered, created a green corridor. I really want to talk about the Brazilian president and I can't. No, I've got that later. (laughs) So green corridors. Uh, It's also just really nice to see young people getting involved in in planting a rainforest. Yeah. Um, I'm um, actually quite a lot of these are in Brazil. So I'm staying in Brazil for this one. Okay. So, I've got a pop quiz for this one. A small species of holly tree that has been that we we thought was extinct um, has actually been rediscovered. So quick quiz. How long has have we thought that the tree's been extinct for? A, 50 years, B, 100 years, C, 150 years or D, 200
0: years. Cue the music. So in between each little quiz question, we're gonna give you a chance to think about this too. They can't see my lovely dance. It's a good job, I think. So it's always tempting to go for the you know, the most dramatic one of two hundred and fifty, but I'm gonna That to... wasn't a not oh, was it two hundred? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> my memory's really good isn't it there was only four to remember um, I'm going to go for 150 no 200 years oh.
1: <laughs> damn yeah so scientists have rediscovered it in Brazil um, It's. I think it was number nine out of their 25 species they wanted to rediscover uh, it's called Ilix sapiformis also known as the Panapuco holly nice yeah it hasn't been seen for 200 years recently like rediscovered like uh, which is very very cool yeah staying in brazil again yeah and this is what you want to talk about uh the new president louis sorry i'm going to butcher a lot of pronunciations in this episode Luiz inacio lula da silva
0: that's not a bad effort, i'm going right? to go
1: for that yeah so deforestation in brazil's amazon rainforest dropped by 34 percent during the first six months of their term there's also There was also a 41% drop in alerts of deforestation during, uh, during June, which is actually where deforestation normally skyrockets because it's their dry yeah. season. So since since he's been in power, I guess would be the term, so far there's some positive um, signs, I guess. It's hard to say what will happen long term, but the stuff he's saying about turning Brazil into a bit more of a green power yeah. and more um, environmental food systems and halting logging and deforestation, it's... it's good to see. Well there's
0: one thing for sure he's infinitely preferable to the previous president yeah. who who was quite the reverse and this new president I was reading quite a lot about him actually even though i meant to be doing Africa, Asia and Europe I got drawn into this because you know for how many decades have we all been battered with the fact that the, the Brazilian rainforest is just being decimated and they don't you know the powers to be don't seem to be interested in doing anything about it and this guy for the first time He's wanting to turn Brazil into a, a you know, into a green power yeah. country, and that is a fantastic, a fantastic news. That was for me. I've got to be honest. I've got some great stuff here. That for me was one of the most heartwarming things I've read I for think a very long time. Especially that they've mentioned.
1: Um, the food systems yeah. as well, because cattle and everything like such a driver, yeah. and it's always overlooked. So the fact yeah. that they're they mentioning they want to be a more environmentally friendly food producer, Definitely. but I mean it's it's rapid within six months of being, you know, in in power dropping
0: thirty four percent is yeah. Is I great. read also that I mean this is turning into a bit of a long one, but it's a really important one. I read also that there's a they're developing. Through with the use of AI sensors that they're strapping to trees, which is able, and they're able to identify chainsaw activity, and they're able to act very quickly to get to areas. Because of course, the Brazilian rainforest is a vast area, so trying to police that area on a large scale is absolutely... It's almost impossible. Yeah, I believe it's also being done
1: in... I don't know with, whether AI, but with the recording systems, was also being done in Asia. Yeah. But yeah, it's
0: essentially stuck and, to... And so the, that's actually one of the stories I cut out because I've got a lot of Brazil oh, stuff. Yeah, well, just, I, I love this story so much, so I, I'd rather, you know, leave one out because yeah. it's such a fantastic story. And this guy, like I say, is giving us all hope for the Brazilian rainforest. So, yeah, so, so we don't obviously... You never know what will happen with governments going forward, but
1: the fact that it's been mentioned, there are yeah. some promising initial yeah, results. Absolutely. It's just... Since I've been a kid, it look, I've always obviously wanted to go to the Amazon, but it's always just
0: been bad news. Yeah. So if there could be anything that turns a corner... Definitely. It ...would be great, and it needs to be someone in power. And we know that you know, they talk about the, the rainforest, Brazilian rainforest, being the lungs of the earth, and they, that really yeah. is right, you know, so brilliant right that was a longer one this is a
1: much shorter one yeah um i am quite nervous about this pronunciation <laughs> on, so please on. we'll all forgive so. you honestly <laughs> a new program in hawaii known as ako akoa ako is a, there's a lot of accents on the a's right so i'm gonna say ako akoa yeah um, we'll focus on restoring 193 kilometres or 120 miles of coral reefs off the west of the island, which has been in decline for the last 50 years. So, nice coral restoration yeah. in Hawaii. Nice, nice ocean one, that one. I'll, I'll leave that, one. that right there because yeah, otherwise, we'd be here for ages. Another ocean one, actually, blue whales, obviously Earth's largest animal, have actually returned to the coast of California at never bef- never seen before levels. Wow, Not very easy to say. Um, so, really quickly on a follow up, is it's quite nice to see that this comes after collective action to try and reduce the impact of commercial fishing, shipping, and recreational activities like optimizing shipping lanes. Um, they have to come in at a much slower speed as they dock into California ports, etc has actually yeah, seen that a huge number of blue whales have actually returned, which is which good. Is good news. They're still endangered, but it's a it's a promising sign. Right, last two. Brazil, again, um, but Brazil's Atlantic Forest is being turned into a wildlife haven. So after centuries of destructive deforestation, the non-profit that I'm not going to be able to pronounce, Gip- Gipayuku. Ecological Reserve has restored 12,000 hectares of forest, seeing seeing the return of hundreds of birds and also, not a bird, but the lowland tapir, which uh, was actually reintroduced for the first time in 100 years. The reserve will also help protect um, the supply of water to 2.5 million people. So it's a human benefit as well. Um, Do you know what? I might... I might leave it there because we've done quite a lot of long Brazil ones. Um, I had a, a story about Arizona building a big solar canal uh, which nice renewable energy story but I've got a lot of information on that one so maybe we'll leave it.
0: Yeah I've got to, look, I've got to be a little bit careful now because I'm going on to Africa. So and just as a quick summary a lots
1: of good stuff happening in the Americas a lot of good stuff coming out of Brazil yeah. and protect the sperm whales.
0: Yeah nice. <laughs> that's my, that's my uh, TLDR. Yeah I like that. That's all good stuff. So Onto Africa then. I guess so. So, my first one, and this one is again a bit like the Brazilian rainforest, something that's been in our awareness for a lot, a lot of years, is the uh, plight of the mountain gorilla. Yes. So, I'm going to keep this short. Gorilla population in Bwindi, impenetrable forest in Uganda, which is one of the only two places on earth where mountain gorillas still exist has increased by 60%. Oh, blimey, that's quite an increase. And it's thanks pretty much to the efforts of one amazing lady. Do you remember the story about Diane Fossey? Yes, yeah, I well, do. She, obviously, she got she was an incredible woman who campaigned hard and I think she was murdered, Diana Fossey. I think she oh, was. I don't know about that part of her story. Anyway, there's but... an amazing lady who's kind of taken over that mantle over the last 30 years. It's a lady called Dr Gladys Kalima. Again, excuse my pronunciation. Zykusoka, who's been campaigning for 30 years, educating... Protecting um, the the mountain gorillas in Uganda, and they've increased their population by sixty percent. There are now, it's still a sad statistic, but there are now a thousand mountain gorillas left in the world. So, okay, quick quiz question on that. Oh, here we go. Hang on a minute. You didn't give me the question. Oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) I just like I just like the sound. (laughs) I think I might have to cut that bit out. <laughs> I, was a bit, I was a bit quick on the buzzer yeah. there, wasn't I? <laughs> 42. But, yeah, that's close. Right, so a quick question. In the wild, gorillas can live to how old? You tell me you don't give me multiple choice? No. I'll give you plus or minus five either side.
1: Oh, it's going to be the weight of Curly all over again, isn't it? Um, how old? I'm going to say
0: 35. Oh, it's plus or minus five. So it was 40 years. Oh, oh I was going to say. Oh, was pretty close to my 42. So pretty close. That's what I said. Yeah. It's pretty close. Thought, I'm, sure, I'm sure there's one out there that's lived to 42. Yeah, I thought you had so. taken the myth. I might have to. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'll try and do my quiz questions a little bit more efficiently than that. Um, so that's a good one. This one I thought was really good. In Kenya... Maasai women have found an eco-friendly solution to a very invasive and hazardous plant. Parts of the opuntia cactus are edible, but its outer layers are covered in spikes, and they're really harmful to livestock, which try and graze on it. And a group of women are now transforming the prickly pear into a biogas and preserves, and it's bringing them a form of employment and a method of empowerment that is very cool I like that one yeah I do it's I good like one. that try saying prickly pears while drunk <laughs> yeah it's not easy to say when you're not so uh, there's another one um, I really want to every time go good news but I'm not going to well, we should that. have
1: done like a welcome to the birdie bug bod good news of 2023 and with like BBC news yes, round behind us we should have done that yeah. we? we didn't know did we no like I could have
0: swivelled in my chair except your chair doesn't it's, swivel. they didn't even know that <laughs> <laughs> Okay, here's, ne- here's another good one. Black rhinos in Africa are a really good success story, rebounding in the past few decades at a strong growth rate despite still significant poaching losses. So, these two positive trends uh, demonstrate what humans will and can do when governments are committed because it's the governments that's got yeah. involved. And um, conservations, con- conservationists obviously have been battering governments for years about rhino populations and and the threat to them and finally in africa it's paying off no so that's that is good, good to know um i've got so much <laughs> oh my god i've got so much <sighs> see this is another one that i really like but it's a little bit of a longer one well and, i had and, a longer one so let loose and i, I really like this one because it 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 kind of links we talk and we've talked many times about habitat fragmentation and how mm. incredibly dangerous it is for biodiversity i think it comes up in almost every episode pretty much everyone um you know we talk about climate change and everything but a big factor of the decline of wildlife and biodiversity is, is down to habitat fragmentation and in africa um there's a an organization called casa Kavango Zambezi transfrontier conservation area that's been formed i was absolutely blown away actually by the news coming out of Africa and how how on it they are now for conservation and it's I don't know whether it's me being cynical but I often think about Africa as not being in that space at all and 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 you know there's often a lot of conflict going on in I think Africa. We, because that's the news we get more than anything yeah we often hear about a lot of conflict and a lot of poverty and all of those things that we hear about in Africa so so I was blown away when I started researching Africa and just how much work they are doing. Across the whole of the continent to to try and you know combat um, habitat loss and wildlife threats and everything. It's brilliant. Anyway, CASA, the Kavango Zambezi Transfrontier Conservation Area, and it's the world's largest transboundary conservation area. Covers an area roughly the size of France, and it was a vision um, to unite five countries um, to protect wildlife. So uh, the five countries are Angola, Botswana, Namibia, Zambia, and Zimbabwe. And the model has produced some fantastic gains for wildlife. Black rhino, which was once nearly extinct, has rebounded, as I said earlier. Desert lions reduced to fewer than 25 individuals, have now grown to 150 plus and roam vast areas in Namibia's arid northwest. Elephant populations have grown too from 7,000 individuals to in 1995 to over 20,000 in 2023 and it's a fantastic story of them uniting and trying to rejoin these habitats and these territories to protect wildlife on that scale and I just thought that was a fantastic like, what story. What we
1: might have to do because uh, there's actually a character limit to how many links I can put in our in our show yeah, notes. I've got lots. Is I will, mm. I'll put the the main resource where we sort of took quite a few of these stories from but then if we've got select few stories that we found particularly interesting, like that one, for example, yeah. send me and we'll, we'll put like a little selection of some of what we think are the perhaps the coolest stories. Yeah. Um, and then we'll put some other resources and yeah, like there, I'm in case I'm pretty you want sure, to will read
0: more about this. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that there's going to be some episodes coming out of this stuff. Because yeah. there's an awful lot more to talk about. And why that works and how that's being managed. And it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, story. so this is almost like a little preview for all sorts of little things that yeah. might be coming in 2024. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what else have we got for Africa? I like this one. This one's a really good story. A man called Richard Hardyman, who was, lives in South Africa, came up with the idea for a water cleaning robot for plastic After he saw two men struggle to catch rubbish from their boat in his home city of Cape Town, and he came up with a a thing called Waste Shark, and it looks like a shark, Um, inspired by a whale shark's wide mouth, actually. And his robot that he's developed, and he's now got a company called Ram Marine, and it created this Waste Shark product, can collect twenty-one thousand plastic bottles in a day out of the ocean. That's really cool. And I thought that was a really good thing um what else have we got oh i've got another quiz question for africa right, okay okay i better ask a question before i press the button it would be good elephants right? yes how many kilograms of forage and how many liters of water does an elephant consume in a day can, so how many kilograms of quickly, food the fact that that's not multiple choice is is a crime okay <laughs> okay is. i can make it multiple choice Because <laughs> right. let's start off with how much how many kilograms of food no it's fine Forage. i'll do it without multiple choice i'll do it right. so good but i'm just saying that very multiple mean- choice is too easy in that so- oh you got it right did you <laughs> But well, you've got at least a one in four chance again, right? You haven't got hope in hell again. No, no, well, no you actually, you would well. do well. Yeah, no, no, I got this right. I'm so, worried. how many kilograms of forage and how many liters of water per day does an elephant consume?
1: I'm going Go to it. say 650 kilograms of food. Okay, and fifteen liters of water. I definitely should have given you a multiple choice. <laughs> I definitely should.
0: Fifteen liters of well, I was, water. Well, I was saying if we drink two, and they're much bigger than us. Right. I've gone for fifteen. So you've gone heavy on the food and very light on the water. Okay. So it's a hundred and sixty kilograms of it up, forage. I need to up those numbers. And it's 190 Bloody hell. Oh, I shouldn't swear on the podcast, but bloody hell. 190 litres. Well, they suck it up a trunk, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can get a lot of water up a trunk, can't you? Yeah. You know, it's more than a you know, a litre bottle of water going up every time. Anyway, it's 100. I was quite surprised at that. 190 litres of water a day. So, um, okay, I didn't do so well on that one. Ask me so, more about gorilla age. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've done that one. <laughs> Um, I could go on and on and on about Africa but I'm actually going to leave it there OK, well, it sounds like lots of good stuff's coming out of Africa loads of good stuff I've and got, I think it would be good to do some episodes on that I, I would have liked to have talked about the fact that in South Africa um, for the first time ever, in the first half of 2023 they've, um, they've recorded an 11% decline in poaching overall for animals which is great that's also really yeah, good yeah, it's a really good fact anyway, I'm going to stop Africa there, Um, really good stuff. Countries coming together to protect wildlife. Africa's on it at the moment in that respect. Gorilla population going up, rhino populations going up, and a plastic gathering waste shark robot. See, now what we need you to be like now, back to Matthew with the news coming out of Oceania. So now back to Matthew with brilliant positive news coming out of oceana just matthew quick, over to you thank you for my colleagues in the studio um
1: <laughs> uh, just as a quick recap of what oceana is um it's apparently 14 countries that includes australia papua new guinea new zealand solomon islands fiji uh it's all that part of the world so the, the bulk of it is australia really yeah and then lots of little ocean islands yeah. um So, from that region of the world, you've actually ruined one of my pop quizzes for this section because you also saw the same story. So, I'm going to give you a really harsh one here instead. So, another species that was thought to be extinct for over 50 years has been rediscovered in Australia. What sort of animal is it? Hit the music. I think it's a reptile. Yeah, I was hoping for something a tad more specific. <laughs> I was going to I mean, how much more specific? Well, it could, you could have said a snake rather than just a general reptile or, I do Well, I thought reptile covered all the bases, Yeah, exactly, it? that's why well It's wonderful. a snake. No, it's not, it's a lizard. Um, <laughs> well, it's a reptile. <laughs> yes, it is a reptile. So I was right. Yeah, so, yeah you were right.
0: So you would have preferred I could it have have d- said lizard.
1: Yeah, right. I would have liked lizard. I got it right with reptile as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Might as well have just said animal. Um... <laughs> So a tiny earless dragon has been rediscovered. Um, it's native to the Australian grasslands. It's been found in Victoria and it was, hasn't been seen since 1969. The scientists have discovered a small population, but they're not actually revealing the location because they want to make sure it's kept protected. But yeah, I think there's I think there's roughly 70 species of dragons in Australia. But yeah, a yeah. little, little earless lizard has been rediscovered. Which is nice. Brilliant. I like hearing that yeah. they're not all they're not extinct. Yeah. Um, now this is the one you, you'd come across. So scientists fighting to save the Great Barrier Reef have discovered a new secret weapon, and that weapon is a tiny red crab. Um, so sorry, mate. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> so there's a, a species of starfish known as the toxic crown of thorns, which I think is an incredible name. Uh, which essentially they eat. Corals, um, and at normal levels, they're a healthy part of the ecosystem. They're yeah. actually quite good because they eat the fast-growing corals, which means the slower-growing corals have a bit of time to catch up. Yeah. However, you end up getting plagues of them, and because the coral reefs at the moment aren't very healthy, that is then rather detrimental. And they've been looking for ways to sort of combat these plagues of starfish and a little red decorator crab called Oh, here we go, Schizophyres aspera. Uh, it's what I'm going to say. Is, is how you pronounce that. Essentially, eats the juvenile starfish. So I thought that was pretty cool. That's very cool. Uh, nice little bit of biological control. Still on coral reefs, but this time in the Pacific Islands of Palu, uh, scientists have found they are becoming increasingly tolerant to thermal stress brought about by climate change. Uh, okay. So the study was quite careful in its wording. They said they don't actually know why. Or, what has caused the increased thermal tolerance? But essentially, they seem to be suffering less bleaching over the last three successive heat waves of 1998, 2010, and 2017. Um, They've very much said that it is not like a get out of jail free. They're not going to, you know, they might not keep up with the amount of warming that is currently yeah. happening, but they are coping more than they were previously, which fascinating. Is, Hopefully, if nothing else, might give a little bit more time to protect them. Yeah. Um So that's just so good. that's just an example of nature adapting. Yeah, it's mm. an example of the resilience of yeah. nature there, which I think is is quite quite cool to see. Back to Australia, platypuses have been relocated to the Royal National Park in Sydney after they disappeared from that national park around 50 years ago. So it's a nice uh, reintroduction story. Uh, Yeah, they're believed to have disappeared from the national park after a major chemical spill on the Prince's Highway in the 1970s, but numbers may have actually been in decline prior to that. Uh, but a nice joint project from the University of South Wales and the National Parks and Wildlife Service and all sorts of other organisations have reintroduced five females along with a group of males to follow, well, it's said in the next few weeks, but it would be done but now. But yeah, it's a nice reintroduction story of platypuses to a national park. Nice. Still in Australia, because it is really the bulk of um, Oceania, uh, they are making uh, an area the size of Germany a marine protection zone, oh, tripling... That's, that's a big area. Yeah, tripling the... Macquarie Island what is it? Macquarie Island Marine Park in the Southern Ocean So it will protect millions of seals Seabirds, penguins And obviously all the other marine animals That, that exist down there um, And it will increase the amount of protector, Protected area in Australia's oceans To 48.2% Or 388,000 kilometres That's brilliant So news. a nice another. I've just realised I've got quite a few marine protected yeah, zones, well, But it's
0: good to see the oceans getting that attention no, That's good actually because you've got probably more marine stuff than i have i don't have a huge amount um mine tends seems to be a lot of land-based stuff yeah but, but the size of germany is that's huge yeah a huge area of um, fantastic want, i'll leave
1: oceana there because there's five okay. i think quite cool stories okay back over to
0: you for what are you do doing next asia oh, asia so let's go straight into asia pangolins. Do you want to tell me what a pangolin is? Yeah, it's a mammal with
1: a little armoured shell or armoured plating. Um, Yeah. The most trafficked animal in the world. It is the
0: world's most trafficked animal. They
1: always stand like they're about to deliver bad news to a dark master.
0: And it's... (laughs) And it's one of the most... The world's most trafficked animals because it's covered in scales to protect... Obviously, it's a protection thing for the animal itself from predation. They're adorable. And it's been pushed towards extinction because of the demand for these scales, which has been used is used in Chinese medicine there I've said it again Um, but the Chinese government has recognised and now for the first time it's granted pangolins protected status removed their scales from a list of approved medicinal ingredients which is also a fantastic thing and made it illegal to uh, to poach them so isn't that fantastic do you know what's nice I think So
1: often, it's not a bad thing, but so often our positivity, uh, especially at the end of episodes, is volunteers and small organisations doing good stuff, which is obviously vital. Quite a lot of these are governments finally catching up a little Absolutely bit. Absolutely bang on, man. And it, it is nice yeah. to... Well, it's always good to say, look at all the volunteers planting trees. We need volunteers planting yeah. trees. But for the big stuff...
0: Yeah, and we need... a lot of the organisations are NGOs, aren't they? They're non-government yeah. organisations. they'll be, yeah.
1: be involved chatting to governments, yeah. as they always are. But it's nice to see some stories of of governments yeah. banning poaching, increasing protected zones
0: reducing deforestation and the the powers to be actually doing something yeah and we've said this again many times as individuals we can't we can we can campaign we can shout we can plant trees complain uh we can do our bit on our level but we can't change the law only governments can change the law on, on how we manage these things, and it is it is so refreshing. And obviously, it's important to note that most of the governments won't start doing these decisions without all without, campaigning yeah, and absolutely. the passion of the volunteers and NGOs. So, but U- UK government, are you listening yeah. to this? I um, don't want to get political, but please, there are all of these countries all over the world that are reacting and and actually starting to recognise the work that they have to do as a government and the laws that they have to yeah, change. long
1: way to go. Long, long way. But... And it we is, are pretty bad at it. So. I've just realised, you know, halfway through this episode or how well, how many of these stories yeah. have been governments, which is just... Yeah. Well, like I say, the
0: African government at the moment... Governments. Governments. Um, that, that was really refreshing yeah. to read. Anyway. And again, for China, and we all know, you know, that um, all of these countries have their different cultures and their different ideas and but a lot of the things that we've talked about, or I'm going to talk about here, um, you know, is a result. Tigers, for example, are a result of medicine in China and cultural things that still demand those products. Rhino and and elephant uh, ivory, of course, all of those things. But so for the to see the Chinese government now um, reacting and, and putting laws in is yeah, fantastic news. It's good to so see. That's a good one. Um, India says it now has almost a third more tigers than it did four years ago. That's quite, that's quite and that's plain. And I was, again, really encouraged by India. India's government is reacting um, and starting to recognise that they have to protect habitat and reconnect habitats and lots of conservation efforts going on. Here's another one, for example, India's greenhouse emissions rate dropped by 33%. In the last 14 years, and that's only been studied this year, and that statistic has come out this year. But again, they're reacting, and they are starting to
1: do stuff. Incredible to see from a country that's arguably still pushing
0: that level of um, sort of industrialisation. Absolutely. So there's some really encouraging things uh, coming out of Asia. Um, I really like this one as well. The end of 2023 marks the end of a restoration project turning an oil palm plantation in Borneo back to forest habitat. It's called the Genting Wildlife Corridor Reforestation Project. It began back in January 2019 and it's completed at the end of this year and it covers an area of 44.5 hectares. Incredibly 70,000 trees were planted in this project, led by an all-woman team and lots of co-funders and and funding support but to see oil palm plantation turn back to forest that's a great thing that is a lovely story that's a great story isn't it i liked that a lot um oh i've got another quiz question for you oh here we go how many rhino species are there three there are five. Oh,
1: i was gonna say four and i'm in I asia because wrong. there are
0: two in asia so we have the white rhino the black rhino the greater one horned rhino the javan rhino and the sumatran rhino oh i had the I, sumatran rhino there's only 34 left i in had the world. black white and sumatran those are yeah. the three i was going for anyway talk about rhinos Damn because, it, i take uh, my degree off me <laughs> For the first year since 1977, no rhinos were poached in 2023 in the world's largest reserve for the greater one horned rhino. So, Indian police have come out and said that's good news. And know. that's really good news. Um, local police said that 58 poachers were arrested last year, and conservationists and again the governments involved have been working really hard to protect these animals. Brilliant. Uh, see this is india again india is building what will likely be the world's largest renewable energy project it's rising from a bare expanse of a large salt desert uh, that separates the country from pakistan solar and wind farm is expected to be completed in three years and when it's completed the kafta renewable energy park will be about as large as singapore Spreading out over 726 square kilometers, it will supply 30 gigawatts of renewable energy annually, which is enough to power 18 million Indian homes. That is incredible! What a great story! So India doing good things. Light Africa, they're on it. Right. So what else have we got? Oh, I like this one as well. The Borneo Orangutan Survival Foundation on the island of Borneo, of course, is currently running the largest ape conservation program in the world. We hear a lot about the plight of the poor orangutan. Yeah, my friend's in Sumatra and he's seeing them at the moment. Yeah, I think there's been uh, various programmes on the TV about the plight of the orangutan and how um, habitat and deforestation deforestation is is just uh, putting them under so much pressure. But this Orangutan Survival Foundation, I say the world's largest ape conservation programme, has had some amazing achievements 34 wild-born babies 515 orangutans released into safe forests and they have secured under their own control and ownership 465,225 hectares of rainforest and that to is impressive protect these orangutans so that's a really good one um Indonesia has published a climate mitigation plan to protect and rehabilitate the country's seagrass meadows. We did a thing about seagrass We did, did a whole meadows. episode on seagrass. Go listen to it. And, um, <laughs> which is an amazing... Yeah, it um, is an incredible habitat. Habitat. And ecological um, resource. And the Seagrass Blue Carbon Mitigation Action Profile is a five-year plan for marine policies, which will act as a roadmap for the monitoring and restoration of the ocean ecosystems such as seagrass meadows, mangroves and coral reefs. And this is in Indonesia. And that's brilliant. Uh, Record numbers of the olive ridley turtles uh, have been recorded nesting in Bangladesh. And the increase follows conservation efforts by the government, NGOs and local communities. Isn't it incredible what can be achieved if you can actually get a government to work alongside those? Yeah like NGOs and local communities. It's It's almost like the people who can make the laws can make a difference. Absolutely (laughs) brilliant. So, yes. um, Lots of good stuff coming out of Asia. Lots of stuff coming out of Asia. Um, Heartwarming stories coming out of Asia, but also uh, recognition of what we just said. When governments actually act things happen yes it's just obviously you have to hope that it happens over a prolonged period and it continues to happen now over to you because I know you've got
1: extensive good news about Antarctica so when we drew the names out of the hat you know you could argue that you got more to research because Africa Asia and Europe are quite large obviously America's large but it's predominantly Australia is my other one and Antarctica is is notably a lot smaller than Africa Um, now i had a bit of a struggle and perhaps this will be an episode in the future um but antarctica is not doing very well so stay tuned for that cheery episode um you did manage to scrape a few i've out. managed to scrape a couple yeah um so apologies it's not if it's it's not quite as uh, extensive as the previous one so however it's still important it's still important yeah and i have some things to say um i'll start off with the 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 odd one out which is um, this year the Antarctic Treaty met again and delegates have reconfirmed the ban on commercial mining in Antarctica which means they're going to continue the ban of not extracting any fossil fuels or anything like that from Antarctica which is obviously very a important good thing. Yeah. and they've actually recognised that emperor penguins face extinction risk due to the loss of sea, uh, sea ice and essentially rising sea temperatures so the the plight of the emperor penguin has been recognised as quite an important thing yeah. that people need to uh, put some real effort into uh, into trying to save, but it's good to know that, that at least the the ban on mining is is continuing. Yeah. Uh, now, so that, that's one good positive story. Now, the other two are, are positive, but they're not like um, legislation changes. I've got two stories of new species being found in Antarctica, and actually, there's a lot of discoveries going on in the benthic community in Antarctica. That's like the sea floor. Yeah. Um, and there's, I imagine, a huge amount left to be discovered in Antarctica's uh, sort of benthic habitats, which, if nothing else, is, is a reason to conserve them. So i'll start off with the new species of feather star which is named after strawberry and here is a quiz question for you pop quiz how many arms does the new species have a 5 b 12 c 20 or d 27
0: See, if I follow the format of, you know, going for the least likely, 27 would be the least likely. Now, I think you've, you're you pulling a fast one on me here. So I'm going to go, what was it? What were the options? 5, go- 12, 20, 27.
1: I think 20. 20 indeed. Get in there. <laughs> so it's called the Antarctic Strawberry Feather Star. And it has 20... 20- in quotes, arms, because not really arms, but arms, some bumpy, some feathery, and it can be roughly around eight inches long. The formal name for the newfound species is Promacronius fragarius. Okay. is how I'm going to say it. Yeah. Uh, what's interesting is most feather stars actually have 10 arms, but this one has 20. It's a very interesting looking creature, but yeah, new, new feather star um, discovered in Antarctica, which is very cool. And following on with the same trend, there's a new species of antarctic sea spider discovered more than 1800 feet below the antarctic is it actually sea. a spider they are ar- arachnids uh they're actually um more closely related to i had it somewhere here maybe i don't oh yeah so they're more um no they're distantly related to things like horseshoe crabs Right. Um, so they're quite a primitive yeah. uh, thing. So I don't know whether... They, I would be surprised if they fall within the, the true yeah, spiders. Yeah. But there are... I think there's... i put that here as well. I didn't even know a sea spider was well, a there's thing. there's a thousand known sea spider species really? all around the world. Did you know that? I didn't know there were a thousand of them. I didn't even know there was such a thing as a sea so spider. the new species is called... Here we go again. Ostropaleen Halinchi. Nobody else can see what I'm reading. So they, that might be absolutely spot on for all you know. Um, so... Uh, in addition to some of the weird things about, uh, like normal weird things about sea spiders, this one has large claws that looks like boxing gloves. It has four black eyes. And they, <laughs> <laughs> is that from boxing? <laughs> yeah, no, the boxing gloves they they think is probably used to grab and hold things like an enemy. Might have worms. been boxing between them. Might, it might have been. Um, only about 0.4 inches the body, but the legs are about 1.2 inches. So they're quite spindly looking. Yeah. Uh, you can actually get sea spiders in the world that grow to almost two feet so wow. that's pretty cool uh so yeah new species of of sea spider okay. with, with boxing gloves now those were my two proper 2023 stories i have cheekily cheated and grabbed a 2022 story it just sounds trying, like you
0: needed to because, choose on this yeah
1: antarctica's sad yeah <laughs> so um there was actually a bit of a a comeback for the fin whales in, okay. in antarctica which is really cool so this is a 2022 story where a um I think there was a research vessel observed 150 of fin whales coming together and feeding, and they called it a feeding frenzy, which used to happen quite a lot, but hasn't happened for a long time. Uh, I didn't realise they're the second largest whale in the world um and it's one of those sort of glimmers of potentially uh signs of the population rebounding after really struggling with hunting and, yeah. and stuff like that so that i there i couldn't find i did try i couldn't find the 2023 right. update for well,
0: the 22s near enough for the fin
1: whale uh population yeah. um, but it does look like they might be turning a corner yeah. as there's been so many restrictions on their hunting yeah but that, um, unfortunately, is all I have for uh,
0: for Antarctica, so we've got... It's never going to go well, that one. No, we've got the... Um... I was hoping you were going to come in and say, you know, the the ice cap has increased in... No, it's you know, and... it's it's record and low record, levels. Record population of polar bears have been recorded. Polar bears are in the Arctic. Oh, well, they're not there at no. all? No.
1: Ah. if you actually i'm pretty sure and i can't remember what language it is but arctic means bears and antarctic means no bears oh is that right yeah and it's one of those things where it's like the most human thing oh look there's bears oh,
0: there aren't any bears here that's what they've named it after it means bears oh, okay. and no bears so that t- tells you i have absolutely no knowledge so you of get penguins in antarctica, antarctica yeah bears up in the
1: arctic um no it is all record low sea ice bird flu and terrible things that are happening right. so we'll keep it positive positive. New Feather Star, new Sea Spider, and still a ban there's, on mining. There's still
0: positive stories. But that's that's me, I'm afraid. Right. So over to you for Europe. Well, there was quite a lot on Europe, and I had to be, again, very careful of the fact it wasn't all UK-based. So I went off looking for all sorts of stuff. Um, but I am going to start with a UK story that is very close to my heart because it's an incredible story. And it's just going to be two lines of heartwarming joy for me in particular for the first time in over 240 years a white-tailed eagle chick successfully fledged a nest in the wild in 2023 in the uk which was much earlier than expected um the the nesting site was kept very very secretive because uh, there's been even now with the reintroduction of white-tailed eagles which have now come into the southeast of england there have been some fatalities through poisoning and persecution. And um, people collect eggs. And people collecting eggs. I'm not sure that's been so relevant recently with white-tailed tailed eagles. It's actually been poisoning that's killed a few. There's one that was found in Dorset. Anyway, that's bad news, but this is a this is amazing news. Um, first time for 240 years a white-tailed eagle chick has fledged. It was very long two wild. lines. Yeah, well... So that is fantastic. Fantastic brilliant. So uh, that's a good one. Um, I like this one because this one's quite close to our heart. Again, it's a bit of a UK-based one, but Edinburgh has become the first European capital to endorse a plant-based diet
1: oh, that is to cool.
0: tackle the climate emergency. The City Council has signed on to the Plant-Based Treaty, which is an initiative which aims to reduce greenhouse gas emissions from animal agriculture. And the treaty could eventually see the council introducing some carbon labelling on menus and transition to more plant-based meals in schools and council buildings, which is very close to our heart because we are both plant-based. And um,
1: I do, I do recall, I can't, it might have been plant-based news. Uh, some outlet did a like, 2023 ranking of the most vegan-friendly cities. As in, where do you go there? How easy is it for you to eat and and live? Yeah, vegan yeah. and Edinburgh always comes high up alongside like London Bath Bristol and Brighton Edinburgh is always up there so that, that does make sense but yeah. it's great to see yeah that's really good to
0: see uh, loads and loads of good stuff coming that's out that's good do you want me to leave you what? just <laughs> uh, I liked this one actually France bans wild animals in circuses oh I saw that because they're using like um like holograms as yeah. replacements, aren't they? After many years of campaigning, France announced that they will introduce a ban on the use of wild animals in circuses, and it's also signaled an end, which is also brilliant news of keeping dolphins and orcas in captivity. Oh, no, that is good. You know, for entertainment, yeah. and they've banned mink farms as well for the first time. What in France? Yeah, in France. Oh, that's good. Isn't so fun. that's a good one. Over the last ten years, the number of wild European bison has increased from two and a half thousand to seven thousand. Oh, I'd
1: love to see a European and bison. And it
0: is. The largest, Europe's largest land mammal. Yeah, that
1: makes sense. I I would love to see one. And it goes from strength
0: to strength in Europe, which is also a great thing. They are mighty Um, creatures. Nice one coming out of Spain. A really important bird habitat might be saved with a new agreement to protect other wetland. The Dofana Park is one of 16 national parks in Spain, and it's a really precious wetland and UNESCO World Heritage Site and Spain now. And it's a really important place for migratory birds and endangered species such as the iberian lynx and it's been under threat from agricultural demands as ever um, over the last 10 years or so and for the first time the spanish and andalusian governments have come together signed a joint agreement to abolish the destructive agricultural methods and invest 1.4 billion euros to support sustainable farming and protect this incredible wetland habitat, that's a really good thing. Um, uh, what else have we got? Uh, oh, this is a good one. In in Europe, a major milestone for European or for EU energy: wind and solar produced more electricity than gas in 2023. So wind and solar power produce more of Europe's or EU's electricity than fossil gas for the first time ever That is fantastic. I keep seeing year. little stories
1: where it would be like, um,
0: oh, I can't remember which country
1: it was. I can't that, remember. But I keep seeing where country X was sustained for yeah. nine
0: days purely on yeah, renewables. Yeah, that's an amazing thing. Renewable energies were responsible for a record 22% of the bloc's electricity. That's really good. Which is a really good thing, isn't it? Uh, what else have I got here? Um, European Parliament and member states reach a deal on nature restoration law. The nature restoration law, will, which will require member states to implement measures to restore nature on at least 20% of the Union's land and marine areas by 2030. Nice to see a shorter deadline. Yeah, and ecosystems in need of restoration by 2050. Let's hope they hit those targets. But it's really nice to yeah.
1: see it not being oh by 2070. Yeah, or something. yeah exactly. Yeah. And that's
0: all it requires. It's a now a law. Let's just hope. Let's hope they make it. But that's a, we know good they to make see. these laws and they often don't. Um, they don't yeah, see, like obviously at the moment hit, hit those targets there's that the big after. push
1: um, by Wildlife Countryside Link for the Nature 2030 in the UK for us to hit our nature targets by 2030 yeah. which we are very much not on track for but it is still good
0: to have that shorter deadline yeah. and that we can push and put yeah. pressure on I could go on and on and on good news for Europe's water birds the use of lead shot ammunition in wetland hunting has finally been banned it was banned in February 2023 actually terrible thing lead shot uh, for would be nice just to ban the poisoning. shooting but we'll yeah, take the the lead shot yeah it would be really nice to ban the shooting completely and then I wanted to finish I could go on and on and again we will I'm sure there'll be lots of episodes coming there's out there's quite, of quite of a
1: this. few things I would because like to talk about yeah,
0: even some of ours that were supposedly two lines that ended
1: up being longer that there are quite a lot of details that we really had to skimp out yeah. um and it would be
0: great to talk about i just properly. wanted to talk about Lundy island to finish off lundie island's just off the bristol coast i think um uh, north Devon. puffins yeah in 2000 there were only 13 puffins left on Lundy island and very few manx shearwaters which is another uh, endangered bird seabird on the brink of extinction Um, there were only about 600 left in 2001 and in 2006 they started a project to eradicate rats and vermin from the island and rats they take the chicks and they take the ground nesting eggs and they take the chicks and they were responsible for a huge decline in seabird numbers and that project's been ongoing and then and now for the first time 2023 they've done redone the uh, the monitoring and the counting there are now 1,335 puffins recorded, 25,000 manx oh, shearwaters, and upwards of 40,000 seabirds now call Lundy, Lundy Island home. Um, and it's a, the certain numbers were combined due to a combined efforts from Natural England, the Landmark Trust, and the National Trust, who have worked so hard and poured a lot of funding into that project. And now Lundy Island is just a seabird emporium. That's brilliant. Which is is really good. Which is really good news. And I'm going to finish on that one because that one's really close to my heart again. Uh, being a bird photographer and passionate about bird conservation as I am. Well, um, I could talk about the beavers returning to London. To be fair, February we've 23, spoken about but we beavers covered a lot, that, which I thought was a great story, though. Yeah, we've had water vole reintroductions.
1: Yeah. Um, there's a Galapagos Darwin bird that's going extinct, but we've got
0: three new chicks this year. There's loads. I could loads I actually, you know what? Having, having berated the UK government, quite a lot in some of the episodes we've done previously out of to this. Episodes. I'm going to finish off on one positive UK government uh, directive that housing developers in England now and this was made law apparently in 2023 will be required to create mini wetlands on all new developments that might be a pond it might be a little uh, wetland you know uh, area of grassland or whatever but it is now law and the UK government announced this uh, in 2023, it was a policy win for the Wildlife and Wetlands Trust, which has been campaigning against for the government to do this for so long. In 2023, they've now made it law. That is good. So and I did, I think I might have mentioned I did a biodiversity Net gain. Uh, in planning. Oh. Yeah, net gain yeah. in um, article for the RSPB. There's been a lot on BNG this year. Um, and they have made it law that every development has to show a net gain of 10% uh, biodiversity uh, in all developments. Um, and that's obviously part of it. And this article that I wrote, part of it was talking about creating wetlands and ponds and lakes and whatever within a development If it's suitable to do so, but they have to do it now by law. So I'm going to finish on that. All right. Well, hopefully everyone's
1: enjoyed that rapid, actually, I don't know how long it's taken, but a rapid run through of some positive wildlife, conservation, and nature stories from 2023 we will undoubtedly be doing this again at the end of 2024 and we'll hopefully have just as much difficulty cutting down how many stories we have well, to tell. let's hope we've got as many, if not more, positive yeah, stories. that is one of the nice things that has come out of research in this podcast was it was not, apart from Antarctica, it was not a scraping of the barrel. No, it was, no, if anything, th- we could have been here all day. Yeah. Um, so hopefully you've enjoyed... It's like a different format rather than one topic. We've, we've taken turns to go through things supposedly quickly um hopefully you've enjoyed it as a nice way to end the year and start the new new year and uh thank you to everyone who's listened to any of the episodes throughout 2023 because it's been great fun
0: recording them and i'm looking forward to all the ones we've got to do next year yeah we've absolutely loved doing them and we will no doubt love doing them all through 2024 there's some we will list some uh, some websites to look at if you want to yeah i'll stick some good resources some, in the fantastic show fantastic websites with, in case you want an extra dose of positivity yeah and uh, again thanks very much to everyone who's listened to the to the podcast and supported and said nice things about us and that's been absolutely brilliant um have a fantastic new year um and we will catch up with you very early january yeah actually to be fair we're really bad
1: podcasters because we should say please do leave a rating on spotify leave a review on apple and ping us any comments uh, over on instagram if you'd like to get in touch so like review and subscribe as as proper influencers <laughs> would say <laughs> yeah. um but yeah have a good new year yeah. we'll see you in 2024 yeah, thanks very much Bye. bye bye <coughs> <coughs>